Hey there, it's me again, your host, Rashad Smith, and you're tuned in to Be Present Podcast. In late September, early October of 2019, I began to pay attention to the year of 1984. Why, you might ask? The short answer, I know how to discern times through subliminal messages and patterns amongst other methods and forms of communications that are not always within the boundary lines of the church. Last year, American Horror Story, a television horror anthology, premiered its new season simply titled and themed 1984. Then, there was fanfare and clamor about the upcoming premiere of the Wonder Woman sequel titled and themed Wonder Woman 1984. I said to myself then, hmm, something's about to happen in 2020 that either happened in 1984 or is reminiscent of 1984. Unfortunately, at that time, I didn't gather sufficient data to piece together a segment until now. Were my discerning antennas tuned in properly? Well, you be the judge of it. Below are some key and major world events that took place in 1984. Number one, HIV AIDS virus identified. Anything familiar here? HIV AIDS killed thousands and remained a mystery. It wasn't until 1984 a quote-unquote cure was found. That's similar to current reports of there being a full year until a quote-unquote cure for COVID-19 is in place. Hmm. Number two, 70 U.S. banks were in the red and failed. Number three, the U.S. was in recession. The main factors that contribute to a recession are, one, high to above average unemployment, two, national debt, three, decrease in stock market. We have at least one of the main factors in play right now due to limited national employment and the notion will, sorry, the nation will surely increase in national debt if it bails out everyone's businesses until they remain closed. Number four. Renowned world leader Indra Gandhi was assassinated. Number five, there was an array of mass violence like bombings in the U.S., gas explosions in Mexico City, gang-related activity in Sydney, Australia, and mass shootings also in the U.S. Number six, a quote-unquote accident depopulated India with a lethal gas leak which killed around 18,200 people and injured around 558,000 people. Number seven, Ethiopia experienced widespread famine. Anything familiar there? Recently, swarms of locusts causing damage to crops and devastated food which caused a national debt in millions. Wonder what's going on there. Number eight, enmity between the Soviet Union and the United States. Again, anything familiar there? Currently, Wuhan speaker blaming an American soldier for the coronavirus spread in Wuhan. Could there be an uprising or a revisitation of what once was? Number nine, it was a year of firsts. Remember, I said in the very first podcast episode I've done, which was on January 1st of 2020, that this year is a first fruits year and the year of first for the remaining of the decade. So here's a list of some things of first in 1984. 
One, Geraldine Ferrero, a female, was the choice for vice president candidacy of the U.S. We had seven women who ran for the president candidacy of the U.S. in 2020. How's that for history repeating itself? Next, there was the first untethered spacewalk in 1984. Then Mac announced its first personal PC. There was the solo transatlantic balloon flight, which was completed. Lastly, Vanessa Williams, the first African-American Miss America contestant, both won and lost her crown in the same year, 1984, due to a scandal and character assassination. Now, didn't African-American women win several different categories this year in patentry? (laughs) Watch for the defaming of black women. History is repeating itself. And finally, 10, there was a thing called satanic panic. Remember, I said in 2020 that this was a redemptor profit year and we must war and learn how to war. And also in the decade of 2020 through 2029, there'd be an increase in demonic activity. Several preschool teachers in 1984 were accused of satanic ritualistic abuse or SRA. It's funny how the media and society called SRA hysteria and outside of the boundary lines of reality, yet something like the coronavirus is the norm of the world's reality. That's amazing. Why am I sharing this with you? Why have I shared anything with you before? Number one, this is the decade and the year of the mouth in speaking. Number two, it's my duty and I'll be held accountable if I did not share this with you. Number three, it will help you navigate and position yourself for success in coming months and years. Four, so you can catch the thief and make him repay you. And five, scripture states, nothing is new under the sun. What once was will be, even if it has a new cadence, rhythm, or scent, It existed in some manner before. Further, I asked myself, why Australia? Why East African nations? Why Wuhan before the spread of the coronavirus worldwide? While many of you might not know or be adept to national giftedness or destinies, so I'll summarize the reasons. Number one, why Australia? Because Australia's gift is to release a sweet fragrance of Yeshua's presence and of heaven that has never been smelled before throughout the world. Next, what other way to impede its purpose than causing the stench of smoke from fire and smoldering animals' flesh? Or a swarm of bats that seemingly appeared out of nowhere, carrying with them disease, decay, fear, and awful stench? Along with those smells, the quote-unquote smell of humans lament for their nation and what's occurring in their atmosphere and wildlife. How's that for an inversion and perversion of their gift? Secondly, why Kenya, Somalia, Ethiopia, and Arabian Peninsula? Well, one, the entire continent of Africa has a gift of impartation to the entire world. That impartation consists of gifts known gifts hidden, gifts reserved, gifts preserved, and ones yet to be discovered. Gifts of research and development for cures, hear that. Gifts of raw materials and natural resources to sustain life for many, many years to come, to name a few. 
what better way to impede these countries revealing and extending of their gifts than to cause crop destroying creatures to consume the simple resources that sustain everyday life? Finally, why China? Wuhan. It has been prophesied many years ago by prophets of Yahweh and by prognosticators and forecasters, a.k.a. economists, pause. You didn't think that your everyday run-of-the-mill businessman prophesied, did you? No, that's just for the quote-unquote crazy overzealous Christians. (laughs) Silly rabbits. Unpause. That China would become the world's superpowered nation surpassing the United States even. Secondly, what better way to cause disdain for China and to release a dissident sound for this nation than to highlight an outbreak and virus where within its borders supposedly originated a worldwide deadly phenomenon? Do you see what's happening? Many have said that these are the signs of the end, and while they're close, they're not close to being entirely accurate. You'll have to stay tuned or live a little longer to witness the quote-unquote battle royale. There are many, many more events that will and must take place before that happens. Nonetheless, might I suggest you acquaint yourselves with the passage in Matthew 24 and the following epistles of Peter, James, Timothy, Titus, and Jude. If this, this hyper lower respiratory infection that mutates with other pre-existing symptoms, if this thing has caused an unhinging within you, you, my dear listener, will not persevere to the end as it is instructed by Abba himself throughout the mouth of Yeshua in the book of Revelation. Keep living. You ain't seen nothing yet. Since nothing is new under the sun, none of this should be a cause for surprise to those who are enlightened, have wisdom, and call themselves sons of God. Enough of that, though. My job is neither to scare you or force you to believe anything. Instead, it's to cause you to come into revelation knowledge of truth to cement, strengthen, deepen, widen, and or renew your oneness with and in Yeshua. Man, since the beginning, has been deceived and used by demonic forces to execute carnal, evil, and wicked plans which are rooted in the demonic. Evil men have always aimed to rule the world, esteem themselves as gods, and find ways to denounce, refuse, and erase Yahweh from the face of the planet. And anyone, should these evil men be the ruling voice that would stand them, otherwise were and will be prosecuted? imprisoned, outcasted, beaten, silenced, tortured, and ultimately eliminated. We can find this in Genesis with Nimrod and Exodus with the Pharaohs, Jezebel and Ahab during the time of Elijah, and the book of Esther with Haman, and the books of Ezra and Nehemiah with their oppressors, Jeremiah's own kind who persecuted him along with Israel's captors, all the way to the New Testament with the Herods, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the ignorant, wicked nations and mobs against the apostles, prophets, and teachers, the evil men against the church in the latter books and finally culminating in the end in the book of Revelation. 
You can see in history, even outside of the Bible, where men and women, evil men and women, have had the same mindsets as those described in the Bible, like Hitler, Stalin, Margaret Sanger, who introduced abortion to the African-American communities to eliminate the future of black people. North Korea's leaders. Did I mention history repeats itself? Nothing is new under the sun. Human beings are more intelligent than animals, yet we're not that good. Still, man, the men and women who allow themselves to be deceived and seduced by demons, have always defied themselves, defied, deified themselves above El Elyon, God who is God, because Satan's tactics is to kill Yah's creation by infusing his, Satan's, nature in Yah's creation. Oh, wait. Did I just say what I said? I didn't stutter, did I? But, but that can't happen. You're off, Rashad. Okay. Well, here are two things. Number one, can you explain Cain, Nimrod, in Yeshua's own words to the Pharisees, you are your father's children? And again, Yeshua's words in the book of Revelation to the sixth church, where there were deceivers calling themselves Jews, yet they truly belonged to their father, Satan. Allegory? If so, how much allegorical reference must happen until allegories outline and reveal truth? Selah. Secondly, keep living. Your eyes must be wide shut, yet all will be exposed and revealed that was hidden, or as the old folks say, it all come out in the wash. In years to come, yes, years, we still have more time, you will see more nations against nations and an increase in hatred for brother against brother, especially Christian brothers against brothers, which has already begun. Nevertheless, man can do whatever man intends to do because it's Yahweh who adds increase and ultimately calls the shots. There is always a way of escape and China's way of escape is to rid itself of its foreign gods and follow Yahweh into a place where he's called them to ascend higher in him. I'm speaking about the entire nation becoming one nation under its true God, Yahweh, and not the multiplicity of its many little gods. China must rise in intercession for the world, for now it carries the burden of being the first ahead of all nations. The viral outbreak is the wrong outbreak. It's supposed to be an outbreak of Holy Spirit that impacts and extends to the world so that Yeshua's kingdom conquers all other kingdoms worldwide. This is the destiny within China's walls. This is what must come forth instead of the coronavirus. You don't find many whole, well-rounded and true mouthpieces of Yahweh speaking to you what I have been speaking to you. What you hear in the churches today and for many years is a bunch of self-help, self-improvement and self-promotion. Did you catch how much self has been fed to you? Yet even in all of the good promises, vindications and blessings, Yahweh has always been Yahweh's Sidkanu or the God of righteousness where he can not only allow reigning on the unjust, but also the just. He wouldn't be fair if we were always getting our way. You might want to read Job and never had any hardships for maturity. There is, in fact, correction from Genesis to Revelation, primarily to Yahweh's people. 
He chastises those he loves. When's the last time you received a prophetic chastening from a prophet? A chastening life lesson from an apostle? The rod from a pastor? A confrontation from a teacher? A wounding due to the pride of life from an evangelist? When's the last time you, a quote-unquote ordinary Christian, provoked an unbeliever or backslider to jealousy for Yeshua by your lifestyle? Have we become so much like the world we forget we are visiting this world that is dominated by evil and its wicked viceroys? Where are the true mouthpieces of Yahweh, the heralds of Yeshua, and the walking cathedrals of Holy Ghost? Let's fast forward. So why 1984? Excellent question. Those born in 1984 or the timeline from 1984 to 2020 is 36 years. So what's the connection for 1984 in 2020? 2020 is double tens, 20. It's doubles, double 20s as well. And 1984 to 2020 is 36 and 36 is double 18s. 18 can go either way. This is important. I'm going to talk about the kingdom of heaven first. It can go for healing and deliverance. If you have been with me since my very first podcast or if you've been catching on recently, I often refer to my first episode. And in the first episode, I stated it was a decade and year for deliverance of self first and then the captives in the world. There would be an increase of Holy Ghost power. 18 symbolizes healing and deliverance, which is the outbreak of Holy Ghost power. Next, Luke 13 illustrates a woman who'd been bent over for 18 years and Yeshua healed her. She was delivered again, a year or decade of deliverance and healing. There were 18 judges who served Israel once they'd reached the promised land. Now here is of the kingdom of hell. 18 symbolizes bondage and oppression. Again, in the Prophetic Insights episode for the decade in the year 2020, I stated that there would be an increase of demonic activity and that it was a year of deliverance. Judges illustrates wicked nations, Moab, the Philistines, and Ammon, who oppressed and brought bondage to Israel for 18 years. Exodus 22 says, I am your God who brought you out of the bondage of Egypt. Exodus 20 verse 3 says, you shall no longer worship gods before me. Have no other gods before me. Bondage is oppressive, reducing people to slavery and limiting or eliminating their ability to think, their freedom or enjoy and experience basic human rights and needs like social interaction. Anyone ever thought of that? Bondage is directly related to idolatry, which is why I am, Yahweh states directly after his delivering power for Israel, that they shall not place any gods before him. The 18 judges in the book of Judges had to continually deliver Israel from oppressive nations and peoples because Israel couldn't help themselves when it came to worshiping other gods. 2020 is a turning point year of double 18s where what we, the sons of Yah, choose is what we'll have. 2020 or 36 is Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 20, 
8 in full effect. Choose either blessing or curses. Will we choose double blessings or double curses that bind us? Regardless of either choice, because Yahweh is good, faithful, long-suffering, gracious, and the guardian throughout the generations, he will in fact raise up 18 judges beginning in 2020 through 2029, as he did in Judges, to judge his people, the bride, the church, the sons, and the elect. These judges will battle with and defeat the church's enemies, but they will also command obedience, observation, and devotion to Yahweh. In this decade, beginning this year in 2020, these judges will be men and women like Othniel, Shamgar, Deborah, Gideon, and Jephthah, who will first overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and not loving their lives unto death. Then they will teach the church the same. Ultimately, the church decides whether or not it will be blessed or cursed. Nonetheless, because of Yah's tender mercies, he will send his judges. Now, Satan will also stir up his own judges, and in fact, Satan's judges will be released at the behest of Yahweh, just as those kings and their kingdoms came against Israel because Israel's own abandon of their devotion to Yahweh. It was the denying, the willful disobedience, and the disrespect to the commandment you shall have no other gods before me. Exodus 20 verse 2. We have a choice at the crowning of the decade. 2020 is the crowning of 2020 through 2029 to decide if the remaining 9.75 years will be blessed or if they'll be cursed. However, since history repeats itself, the church will fail and falter as Israel did, and there will be curses. That's why Yahweh has already prepared his 18 judges for the decade. Also reminding you, I advise that a renowned prophet, Chuck Pierce, stated there'll be seven years of war and three years of rest. Someone close to me repeated that and then added, if you know anything about rest, there'll be war in the rest too. You can't make this stuff up. It's perfectly aligned. Since 2020 is double within itself, there are tens that make up 2020, so it's double tens. The number 10 signifies testimony, law, responsibility, and completeness of order. 10 can also be synonymous with the rise of female equity and or rule for either kingdom, light or dark. For example, Deborah was of the kingdom of light and Jezebel was of the kingdom of darkness. There were 10 women who either were connected to or caused themselves the deaths of others in scripture. Six out of the 10 of these women or their conspiracies were evil. Four out of the 10 of these women or their involvements were good. One out of the four of the good involvements can be neutral for either seven out of 10 evil or four out of 10 good. We decide. Remember, seven out of 10 years in 2020 through 2029 are years of warfare and three out of 10 are years of rest. I love how Yah lines up all of this, even in the natural. This is why I'll never understand why people don't believe him and not solely failing to believe in him and his son's name, but also don't believe in the supernatural and its applicability and involvement and activity in today's times even. There were 10 plagues in Egypt. 
This is a good thing. It means the power of Yah on display for his people. It also means that 2020 is double the power of Yah against his people's enemies, which means increase of Holy Ghost activity, which was stated in the first episode. Finally, it too means double the oppression against Yah's people that was witnessed and experienced in Egypt. Because remember, 2020 is like a gateway, a door. It's a turning point and it can be either oppressive and bondage or either blessing, fruitfulness and fullness. There are at least 10 books mentioned in the Old Testament that were not part of the final 66 books in the King James Version of the Bible. Again, we will see the alignment and symbolism of the 7 out of 10 and 3 out of 10. 7 out of 10 of those books deal with the prophetic, either prophecies, warnings, and exhortations, or visions and dreams. 3 out of the 10 are miscellaneous, ranging from warfare in the Chronicles of Choice men. Now, I want to get back on track about 1984 in not so good of a light, but I want to close in a good light for the remaining of this year and this decade. George Orwell wrote a book warning about the dangers of a totalitarian government, which he'd witnessed in three prominent countries, and he titled this piece of work 1984. Orwell's message was about man's loss of his right and ability to think and reason for himself, the abduction of the freedom of thought. Hmm. His intentions might not have been prophetic, but how prophetic were his warnings? Do you know, then as is now, man has increasingly lost his ability to think and reason? Propaganda floods televisions, media, everyday conversations, and life as we know it with totalitarian rhetoric to rule us, to cause us to be bound and be oppressed. We're too delusional to even realize it. Orwell's warning was that technology would be so advanced and so seductive that man wouldn't even realize he's lost his own will to think for himself. He's being manipulated. It's reminiscent of those post-apocalyptic and dystopian movies that came out in the late 2000s and early to mid-2010s. Was Hollywood, technology, trying to tell us something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> However, the Bible told us first, nothing is new under the sun, listeners. You can search for yourself on YouTube, the Wonder Woman 1984 preview. Her partner and lover seemingly returns from the dead 60 years later into a brand new age, the age of technology, where technology rules the world and everyone gets into the zeitgeist, which is to go with the flow of technology. Her lover mistakes a trash can for some cool technological device, yet Wonder Woman tells him that it's just a trash can. Although to him, it doesn't look like a trash can because 60 years ago, technology would have never transferred on that level to modify a trash can's appearance. Even with the revelation of all this content, Yahweh remains in control. Rather than closing this episode in prayer, I want to leave you with some highlights for consideration and for you to take 
in your own time of warfare, in your own time of intercession, in your own thought life to think and search for yourself. The Bible says it's a matter of kings to search the heart of Yahweh and to know his thoughts. Yeshua taught the, the disciples and his followers, it is your bread, your right, your privilege, your inheritance to know the mysteries of heaven. And Revelation 5 tells us that we are kings and priests sent by Yeshua to minister his name, his will, his kingdom in the earth. You are a king. You are a priest. Act like it and start thinking that way and stop listening to the voice of the enemy. Number one, choose blessings or curses. That means our behavior dictates whether or not we'll be blessed or cursed. Since 2020 is a year of first fruits and the determining factor for the rest, what we choose this year may determine if blessings will be delayed in 2020 and deferred to another year in this decade, just as the blessing, birthright, and double portion were stripped from Reuben and divided amongst his brothers, Judah, Levi, and Joseph. Reuben chose to defile his father's bed, Jacob's marriage, his family name, and the covenant that he himself and his own bloodline had with Yahweh defiling his own bloodline with iniquity. Number two, evil is evil, and there is evil in the world, and there wouldn't be evil in the world if human beings did not entertain or welcome it. You need to believe that. Number three, Watch for the repeating of historical events listed in this episode and some not to resurge in 2020 and the remaining years of this decade. Hell's kingdom is tactical, but not omniscient. It cannot create anything, only mimic and carbon copy. Number four. Watch for false messiahs to rise and for many to be deceived. Number five, remember that the covenant keeping God, Yahweh, is good to his own. Watch for the rising up of 18 prominent judges who will restore and lead the church in victory. Number six, don't lose your wonder in Yahweh or your ability to reason and think for yourself. It is a gift. Or do you think it's strange? Yahweh said to the prophet Isaiah, come let us reason together. And finally, number seven, remember to diffuse and distill the praise of Yeshua from your lips instead of whatever the world is placing before you. Digest the word, study the word, know the word and hide it in your heart. You will need it for days ahead. I recommend reciting Psalm 34. Blessings and thank you for tuning in.